I'm Matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Hey, welcome to this week's Ask a Matchmaker episode. Before I call on my first guest, I got to talk to Matt Hayes. Matt is the guy that helps edit my podcast, my producer, if you will. He's also the host of the Meet a Stranger podcast. Anyway, I just need a straight man perspective on these two text messages I received from two listeners and Matt's available and he's pretty funny. So Hi, Maria. you're going to join me on this one. <laughs> Great. I'm looking forward to this. Let's do it. Um, okay, so I sent you the text messages. You did. Um, did you want you, me to read these? I do. Can you read the guy? <laughs> so I have I have to be the jerk? Okay, fine. It, it'll help visualize. I mean, it was a guy. Sure. A guy sent it. All this right. This is crazy. All right. Let's go. Would you like to get together either tonight, Thursday, or Sunday night? She replies, Thursday works. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to say the woman. Oh, you want to do? Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know this okay. was a double match. All right, let's try this again. All right. All right. Would you like to get together on either tonight, Thursday, or Sunday night? Thursday works. All right, cool. I do have one rule. Until we are intimate sexually, you pay for your stuff, and I'll pay for mine. 50-50. Sound good? <laughs> end of text. That was the end of the text message. We got we to gotta talk about it. We got to unpack <laughs> this. Like, I actually, when she sent me this... yeah. I asked her if I if she would introduce me to the guy that sent it to her. I was like, I want to talk to him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sexual act do I need to do to get like a glass of wine? Yeah. And we're, some we're... side order of fries. <laughs> you know, how many times do you get a week the message the the question, you know, how who pays? Does he pay? Do I pay? Do is it together? This man finally answers the question a bit explicitly, but he actually gives the answer well before it even starts dating. So it's this kind of 50-50, I'm glad that I know this, but this opens up a whole other can of worms that we have to know okay, about. We gotta, we gotta, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, hold on. I do have one rule. So he asked her out, okay? Mm -hmm. I do have one rule. Until we are intimate sexually, you pay for your stuff and I'll pay for mine. This goes against a lot of things. So first of all, I just want to say, like, I don't think it's a bad idea to tell people if this is important to you, like, especially if you're young and you don't have a lot of money. Uh, I do have one rule. If it's okay with you, I'd like to do 50-50 on dates. And I wouldn't even start with I have one rule. I would just say, hey, if it's okay with you, and women can say this, if it's okay with you, could we just do 50-50 um, as we get to know each other? Mm -hmm. That way it just gets rid of any confusion. Like I, I accept that. Some people like that. That's, I don't care. It's the qualifier at the end. You, you know, until we are intimate sexually. And I just feel like that goes against like animal kingdom rules. So just hear me out for a second. Okay. All right. I, I again, I'm not a zoologist. I don't have a PhD in animal studies, but from what I know from Disney movies specifically, when a lion is trying to like impress a lioness, he like gets her shit. He gets her flowers. He gets her like he like gets her flowers. I'm I'm picturing Simba like gathering flowers, but that's literally <laughs> the image that's in me right now. So, you know, in the animal kingdom, you you know, you groom yourself, you do things to like attract the other sex. And I think in the human species, men try to come off as like the provider in order to mm -hmm. attract a certain kind of person. Mm -hmm. And what this person has done is that it's like the opposite, which is like, uh, we're going to do 50, 50 bandwidth here. And only until we are intimate sexually, will I do like, it's like, he's getting the, the reward of being in a relationship of 50, 50 before he's shown. I can also be a provider. What do you think, Matt? I do want to know where that line is of what counts and how do you even have that conversation with him, by the way, too, because how often do you talk about that? You, If a man starts to talk about sexual items so early on is kind of a turnoff and 
this is this kind of line of okay, I want to ask about that and know what that is, but we also don't really want to talk about it because I just kind of met you. It's a you 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 put the you put the woman in such a weird, unique situation at that point where it's just totally uncomfortable. It's an immediate red flag. Like if you're um, online dating and a person, and I assume this is how they met. If you're online dating and the person immediately comments on your body and you're not interested in hooking up with them, mm-hmm. like having just a hookup relationship because that's what that's a signal. That's a red flag, right? Because in no world does someone <laughs> do that. Like imagine now if this person, like if you have to say this via text, then you wouldn't say it in person, right? Like could you imagine yep. if this person, I, I, like let's pretend now we're at a friend's wedding. And we're mm-hmm. having a good time. You happen to be sitting next to me, you know, hashtag singles table. Every wedding needs one. And I'm having a good time. And you say to me, would you like to get together? What? Hold up. I just realized. Would you like to together together tonight? Huh. Thursday or Sunday night. Okay. And he, and then she, and then imagine if I said yes. Like I said, you know, hey, like she said, Thursday works. Now, we, you, again, you're wearing a suit. I'm wearing a gown. We're at a friend's wedding. And mm-hmm. then you tell me to my face, until we are intimate sexually, you pay for your stuff and I'll pay for mine. I expect to have a drink thrown in my face instantly at that right? moment. Yeah. Right? So, like, why are we hiding behind a text? And, like, if, if you know what, if I was able to get this man on my podcast, and, my God, I really did try, okay? I would have immediately asked them, has this ever worked for you? And also, what kind of person are you hoping to attract with this? You also noticed that he said tonight. So is he just assuming that this is going to – he's not really looking for long-term at this point. This is kind of maybe laying out the laying out that maybe this is just going to be a hookup or something casual. And if this is what you want and this is what I want, then I'll pay if we're going to you know, start doing this tonight then. Intimate sexually. Like I'm just wondering what her response would have been like. Did she respond? What else? She never responded. She screenshot and sent to me. So there's no responses. I don't know if another response happened. I would have never responded to this. I would have blocked this person. Blocked and moved on. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Like you said, like if I'm going to throw a glass of wine in your face. And the thing is, if you did this at a wedding, like the bride and groom would be proud of you. They would not be upset if you told them like, here's what he said to me. In today's day and age, do we not know yet that when we say something this ridiculous it's going to get screenshot it's going to be sent to a podcast it's going to be put online people are going to see what you said as it is anyway there's going to be a paper trail there are facebook groups there are tiktok channels that that do nothing but talk about this you say this publicly it's gonna you say this privately it's going to be made public it's going to come out anyway could you imagine if they went to the movie theaters and he paid for her ticket he would expect a blowjob if she pays for him on the date, does that mean that she gets to sit on his face? <laughs> if it is the movie theater, how do you have that conversation when you're standing there at the ticket? Um, are, so are, are you going down on me tonight? Yay or nay? Because I got to know because I got to pay them right now. How does that work? That's a bit awkward conversation in that moment. Do you want your popcorn buttered? <laughs> <laughs> All this to be contemplated while your paper straw withers during the movie like 20 30 dollars worth of popcorn and drink at that point and honestly for the amount of money it costs to go to a movie i kind of see his point a little bit i think at this point it's not cheap anymore so i guess we'll just be streaming i mean really like at this point it's like if you're netflix and chilling does it depend then whose whose netflix account you use how does that work at that point because you can't go dutch on a netflix account all right i got my next i got another text message for i sent it to you do you have it great i got it all right i'm gonna be the girl all right, go ahead. Because I am a girl. All right, I'm a woman, rather. I'm going to be the woman. You be the woman. Be the woman that we all know and love. Is it too personal to ask your last name for safety research purposes? So you can stalk me before we've met? No thanks, babe. You're going to have a rough go doing things like this. Okay, so one last chance here. Just in case, even though I'm fairly certain what the answer will be, would you like to meet me at a hotel this evening? I'll make love to you. Then we'll get to know each other and decide if we'd like to see each other again. Again, I I really wish I could get this man on my podcast. So listen, ladies, I'm going to go to the conclusion before we dissect this text message. But yeah. ladies and men, if you're getting these insane text messages, I need you to tell them Maria would love to have you as a guest on our podcast to talk about this text message. I am dying to know if this works. 
I mean, clearly he's not looking for a serious relationship, right? He's just looking for right. someone to have sex with at a hotel. But why does it have to be a hotel? Is it because he's married? Why are we involving a hotel now? The moment he brings her back to his place, it opens up a whole different level of intimacy. A hotel is still anonymous in a way. It is still it's a neutral it's a neutral location. So no matter what happens, you can you can either get out clean and walk away and be done with it, or you spend the night and you have fun with it. If it's at your place, that she can especially since she was asking about what his last name is and all, she could be snooping through his medicine cabinet. He's probably thinking in his head at that point. I mean, as you were talking, I was literally thinking about like people that have been killed through online dating have yeah. been put in these unsafe situations. Like, how do you know this person isn't going to argue and isn't going to um, kill you, hurt you, whatever? Like, right. it, it's, it's such a recipe for assault. And I don't think like the proper response here is to give a last name. And honestly, I would even go so far to give a LinkedIn link. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I am, I am a, I am a member of society. <laughs> this is my employer in the this event. This is my employer. Yeah. In an event that I sexually assault you, you have permission to get me fired. Yeah. And that, and that is the standard I think we should be asking for. Like also like, look, I personally, I don't believe in Googling before a first date. Like if you're meeting in public, right? Mm -hmm. So now I guess I'm just confused. Like I understand why she wants a last name for safety and research purposes. That's a lot. Like you can learn a lot about someone Googling and that's like really frightening because I wouldn't like people come with a bias. You already have their history and the questions that that person's going to be asking at that point then too are come with that bias that they're not going to be asking very um, inquisitive questions. They're not going to be coming at it from a curious standpoint. It might be a judgmental standpoint because like, I oh, read this, this yeah. thing that you said online on your Facebook page six weeks ago. I want to know about that because that's going to bother me. You're How not actually getting to know the person. How was your MBA at Rutgers University in 2009? <laughs> yeah. Did you actually graduate? I called Rutgers to double check to make sure that you actually did, by the way. Hashtag go Knights. I actually had a situation once where uh, met someone at a bar um, and her friend was with her and her friend was trying to hook up with someone there. And we both went our separate ways and we all exchanged phone numbers purely from a safety standpoint of, okay, I'm taking her back with me. I'm going to give her friend my phone number just in case she had my address, knew where I was. I knew the guy that she was going home with. I knew that he, where he was going to, where he's at. And he has two brothers that I know as well. So we added this extra level of security just, right. just to make everybody feel safe. And it made all right. the difference. To me, it's the audacity. To even ask. To even Would ask you just, these questions. Yeah. Like both, both, both men. I wish I had that kind of confidence. That's a lot of, that's a lot of audacity. That's like unearned right. audacity too. If for some reason she decided to go through with that, I hope she wouldn't from what we're reading there and mm -hmm. all. That is an extremely high bar he even set for himself to have to even meet at this point of, I look how great I am. I'm going to set up a hotel for you. You're going to come on by and then we can make the decision. Then we can make the decision whether we should see each other again or not. Maybe you should make that before you go to the hotel room. <laughs> Why are what you going to make it right What is the fantasy here? I guess that's what I'm wondering, right? Because like so many people to have sex, even if it's just a one night stand, there needs to be some sort of emotional connection for some people, to, not all people, but for a lot of people to have, like mm -hmm. for it to be enjoying, to be in, enjoying enjoyable experience what the hell am i trying to say to be pleasure enjoyable to be what? yeah pleasurable pleasurable sure i'm just trying to figure out like what's the fantasy here like you're gonna come over okay and then what happens like is i feel like the, or, it's like do you expect her to come in a trench coat uh what is she wearing are you taking a shower to get like i just so many questions of like how does that scene play out for you and how much game do you think it's going to be because to me it's like if i went to a hotel to meet a stranger i would be very nervous for from the whole experience like he tells me okay go to room 612 okay so i'm in this i'm in the elevator and i think i would be panicking like my heart would mm -hmm. be outside of my body i'd be having an out-of-body experience and then i and then if it's hard for me to picture this because i i don't see myself doing this but like you're knocking on a stranger's door, someone who has invited you over, who has not given you a last name. And let me tell you that last name, it does make a difference in this sort of situation. And so you knock on the door and then he opens it. And then what? What, he's going to go straight into kissing you? No, you're going to have an awkward like dance. You're going to watch like maybe an episode of Family Feud, I guess. Like <laughs> you're not going to go straight into like fucking.
there's no foreplay and any foreplay that you do is not anything that's being built up or anything and it's not not, even emotional foreplay or intellectual foreplay right like his text message doesn't even build up anything to make you want to be excited to come up there it's just just come on over and then that's it it doesn't work that way so weird i can smell this guy what does he smell like describe it he smells like people who i don't know skateboard in oregon i can't explain it (laughs) Someone not 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 skateboarders about. not skateboarders in Washington Park, Oregon, the other side of yeah, not not the far part, Oregon, those Portland people keep Portland weird. <laughs> um. By the way, can we can dear fellow men, can you finally can you look at this and understand your words matter? The the what you say, not just oh my God. not Imagine because that we're going to make it public. These text messages and and people could screech it. Like it's one thing to send these text messages when we had like T nine flip phones yes. and you had to, like to bring a digital camera to take a photo of what's being sent to you. Yeah, like, you screenshot this and then you send it to me on the internet. And her and she's quite popular, by the way. A lot of people are going to be seeing what you said. The words we say to women matter. We can build up a rapport and a connection, and women want that. This is not what they want. Why? Why is, is it become so difficult? The verbal equivalent of a dick pic, and it's just well, as embarrassing. It's actually it more embarrassing, embarrassing, I think, than the actual. Yeah, than the actual like, picture itself. You know what the worst part is? Is that I know what they look like, and I have their first names. You don't have their dick pics, do you? <laughs> I don't have their dick pics, okay. but you know, yeah. like I wish I had their LinkedIn's. <laughs> I'm sh- would, uh, by the way, I'm sure their photo, the photos they would take of that would not be that impressive as it is anyway. Because if you think you have this type of game and all that, I highly doubt you actually have it too. There's no, there is no way that they can match the amount of game that they've built up with what they're saying in these words. No way. In my mind, I'm trying to picture this, right? If this, mm-hmm. if I had the balls, and I don't have the balls, but let's say if I had, if I had the low risk assessment. And I decided to head over to the hotel to meet this complete stranger who won't give him his last name for like, I don't know, sex. And the first two hours don't include me writing his face. Then he has no game. Actually, that's the only way to sell it, right? If it's just right. about you busting a nut. <laughs> what has my podcast turned into? Because <laughs> um, there's no guarantee here, right? Like, right. She's not guaranteed to get off at the situation in any way, shape, or And he hasn't done anything to either show that he has the game to be able to do it. It's just, hi, you're going to come over. I'm going to get off. That's it. You know what's funny is, um, I just funny, I, I, I once hooked up with uh, one of my cousin's friends. It was like after her birthday party, whatever, right? And I was like, okay, we have a mutual connection, obviously. Like, this is like her former classmate. He'd be mm-hmm. close enough that she invited him to her birthday party, right? She kind of like talked a big game on the way to his house. But then it was so, like, one-sided. When he finished, I thought, okay, my turn. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. get me off. Like, right. Right? You know, we have it's only mutual... It's only fair. Well, forget it's only fair. Um, uh, we have a few mutual people between us. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell on you. Anyway, <laughs> he didn't. He, like, literally got up, went to the kitchen, and started eating, like, soup. Like, like garbanzo bean soup. And so I got up from the bed and I went to the kitchen. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not, we're not done. There's something like, else for well, you to eat. What are you, why are you, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm done. And I'm like, I, I just like blanked it, like literally looking in blank. I was like, um, yeah, I'm not done. Like you didn't. And he just like, he just kept looking at me like, okay, when are you leaving? <laughs> and I was like, whoa like whoa you know the next day at the beach i told every i told every single person the birthday party i was like let me tell you what happened yesterday and so this day you know we call him we call Hmm. him garbanzo bean is he uh is he married uh now or do you find out i would actually find out later on that he was married and cheating on his wife i found out the next day at the beach they were like wait you hooked up with him and i go yeah they're like He's married. And I'm like, I nobody told me that. Did he bring you back to their house? From what I've gathered, the house that we were at was his parents, but I didn't I didn't Oh god. Like I didn't I didn't realize that. Like I didn't see any photos. So how could I have known? Right. No, he lived he lived in a different city in Europe and he had come down for my cousin's birthday. Oh, so were the people in the room getting the vibe and feel that that was going to happen at the end no. of the party? No. no, okay. I was really so they couldn't really have discreet. stopped you or anything. No, right. no, I was being. We were both pretty discreet because I'm a discreet person. And um, 
we left separately, but then got on the same cab. So, and then the next day at the beach, I was like, let me tell you about my last night, like in sharing. And then they were like, wait, he's married. And also, uh, what, what about the soup? And the garbanzo beans and soup in Greek is called Revithi. So we call him Revithi since then. I was assuming that he was single before the story, but I was going to say no. that's one of those lines that like the best man would put in the best man speech, just throw a line in about soup just to see who in the room or if he would actually recognize it about you. Remember that one time at that party and you had some soup after the party or something. Oh, Wasn't that a great time? No. Bride has no was, clue about it. I've never seen him again, but I also, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't go to any more birthday parties. My I don't go to birthday parties and I don't have that soup anymore. So I don't, it's just you know bad. what? I didn't eat that soup for like five years. I was like, that's like a pretty big deal. Cause that's like a, that's like a staple on the Greek diet. Do you still so, think about it when you see the soup? Every time. Yeah. Every single time. And I've told the yep. story to my husband. So he like always laughs. He's like, <laughs> Oh, we're having a Vithya today. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yes. What a Thanks, poor George. sexual experience that this was. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the Ask a Matchmaker podcast to talk about how weird men are. And again, I want to reiterate, if you, a woman, receives another text message like this, I need you to immediately respond. Marie, Matchmaker Marie would love to have you on, a po on your podcast to talk about this particular text message that you just sent me. I need to talk to you and understand why you send these messages. Thanks again, Matt. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Matt Hayes and Meet a Stranger next series oh, starts this week. So you can find that on any podcast app that you listen to. Thanks for coming on. And now to our guests for this week. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Fall is here and there's more to do than ever. Concerts, parties, a weekend away. We are back, baby. Are you ready to unlock your dream closet without breaking the bank? Well, let me tell you about Newly and how to save $20 off your first shipment. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service, and for $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you've got going on. You'll get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. I'm a size 14, but they carry a whole range of sizes from petite to plus to up to 5X. And there's fast, free shipping, returns, professional cleaning. You don't have to worry about laundry. And of course, the option to buy what you love at a discount. I spent all summer wearing Newly, and you better believe I'm going to spend all of fall doing it too fall fashion, do it in a big way without getting the fast fashion ick. And let's talk about the best parts of Newly. One, sustainability. Newly lets you love fashion in a way that's kinder on the planet. Orders are shipped using reusable totes, no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water efficient methods. And more importantly, the styles are repaired and upcycled rather than ending up in a landfill. And two, it's flexible. There's no fees, no late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. It's no big deal if you lose a button or you spill something or you just need to take a break. Your life needs flex and Newly gets it. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code MatchmakerMaria20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code MatchmakerMaria20 to sign up and get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's. Code MatchmakerMaria20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'd love to tell you about my next guest. I found her on TikTok. Uh, there I am minding my own business, doing my online dating profile reviews. Again, yes, I've restarted that. And if you're interested in receiving that, check the link in the episode notes. Uh, so you could submit your profile for online dating profile review. Anyway, there I am minding my own business. And suddenly this woman, this 29 year old woman living in Austin, Texas, uh, create, has a video of her going through a chart about, is it a situationship or is it a relationship? <laughs> uh, and I'm watching the rest of her content and it was just really amazing. And I said, I have to have you on the Ask a Master Girl podcast. I want to learn more about this charting. And it turns out that she's actually works in digital marketing for a software company in Texas. She's not a full-time content creator, but she found this as a way to help herself and her friends declutter their dating experiences. And it's just brilliant. Can't wait for you to learn more about Charlotte. Charlotte Orne, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here this evening. So I discovered you on TikTok. I know that's such a weird way to seg 
like to introduce someone to a podcast, but uh, I, your TikTok was entertaining. It was infotaining to me because you create charts to describe what either people are experiencing or someone, another creator's dating advice, um, or just making sense of all of the outcomes of a certain scenario when it comes to dating and relationships. Yeah, I got into TikTok. So I guess a, a bit about me. Um, I am, I always say, people say like, what's your, what's your background? Like, are you a sociologist or, you know, are you a, a coach? I always tell people I'm, I'm not a coach. Um, and I'm in no way a coach. Um, I say I'm a art chartist, I guess, like artist chartist. Um, but chartist. I do have a background in, um, digital marketing. Um, so day-to-day -day basis, I'm making, you know, reporting, um, you know, presentations, but really got into, um, making dating relationship charts because I, um, had a, one of those like brunch table arguments with the girlfriends about what is the talking stage? What isn't it? Um, I'm a firm believer that if you're going on dates, even if you're not boyfriend, girlfriend, you're dating another friend wants to call that talking until, you know, once it's boyfriend and girlfriend, it's dating. Um, so like a normal sane person, I took to TikTok, I drew a, a chart and I said, no, this is the talking stage. Um, got a huge, got a, you know, big, um, uh, interest from, um, you know, a pretty wide audience. And I thought, Hey, maybe I've got a niche here. And I thought, it, I thought it was really fun. I think it also, um, as I would scroll through TikTok, um, I, I like to look at the dating relationship advice and I was always kind of fr frustrated with some of it because it felt very like, you know, get your attention, gotcha advice, like listicles, top four reasons to do things, um, little tidbits that seem to only be very situational, um, you know, high profile influencers or celebrities who live very different lives than the average person, um, you know, making suggestions that don't necessarily reflect, um, you know, an everyday person. So I was, I, in some way I was tempted to kind of counter that with just something fun. Um, also big thing, I, I kind of think a lot of the best dating relationship advice is, um, I guess like boring on paper diet and exercise is the best way to lose weight. Um, and the thing is that doesn't always get headline or that doesn't always get picked up by an audience, um, the way the more sensational stuff does. So I figured, you know, the charts keep things fun. Um, they show people that there's something in the middle. So a lot of them are like, you know, here's a spectrum versus here's a list. Um, so I've had fun making it and, um, I hope people are getting value out of it. I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about, you know, your particular TikTok is that you make it very easy to follow the charts that you make. And it, it reminds me of when I sometimes get questions and people are feeling, I think a lot of anxiety, which they confuse for excitement in a lot of early dating stages. Uh, it's like, okay, let's, let's put it down on paper, right? If this is what's happening, this is it. If this is this, like, it's kind of like thinking of like HTML code. If this happens, then this, and if this happens, then this. And once you put it to paper, it makes people feel, I think a little bit less decluttered with their own emotions. And I think what I've noticed is when you declutter someone, now what they're scared of is the answer. So for instance, in the case of like your friend, when you're talking about, is it dating or is it talking or whatever? <laughs> and I am with you here, Charlotte. Like if you've gone on one date, you're dating. I agree. Nobody agrees right? with me on that. No, no. If you've gone on one date, you're dating. I'm not saying you're dating only that person. You could be dating multiple people, but you're no longer talking. And I'll, and I'll take the traditional definition of dating. I know <laughs> I'm not trying to say like this to myself in the third person, but I know people will message me all the time like, matchmaker Maria, date math. <laughs> I'll talk about that later, but, uh, but yeah, in traditional dating, I think if you go on one date, you're dating that person, you might be dating other people. And I think sometimes people, as I mentioned, uh, feel a sense of anxiety, which they confuse for excitement. And then when they have it on paper, like in your case, the charts, I think at the end, what people are scared of is making a decision with whatever the outcome is of their situation. So for instance, like, I don't know if you've done a, a chart about this, but like, you know, are we exclusive having that conversation with someone, right? It can go one of two ways. They can yeah. either not give you a definition and be very nebulous. And then you have to come to terms with that and make a decision. 
Or they can say, yeah, you're my girlfriend or yeah, you're my boyfriend. So let's talk about your charts. I want to know the charts that you've made that are a little sensational have become a lot more popular than your regular charts. So explain to me what you mean by that. I put a lot of things on a spectrum. So I'll, I'll do like a, you know, a, a spectrum where it's, you know, these buzzwords that come up in dating. So things like what is, what does casual mean, for example, um, or, you know, what is a situationship and, and where does that fall? Because everyone's got these different definitions of what things mean. Um, I think the first one I did like that was, is it ghosting or not? Cause so many people, I feel like weaponize the word ghosting. Um, some people will think, you know, you, you match with someone on a dating app, have a few conversations and someone drops off ghosting. Um, I think there was like that West Elm Caleb incident too, where it was just, he ghosted and it was like, oh, you know, he was a dating app match that didn't really pan out. Um, and then, you know, there's some people that also, if you feel that if you go on a date with someone and nobody calls each other, that's not ghosting. Um, there's some people who feel like the pendulum swung too far in the other direction where, you know, they go on a date, they didn't like the person, they get this long condescending message about, you know, why they don't see it working out. So I did a X, Y axis of when is it considered ghosting, um, in, you know, what, um, at what point is it considered ghosting and, you know, when do you need to say something, um, depending on how well you know a person. Um, and it was pretty funny because at the end, at the, at the very top of like, um, the effort that you need to take for it to be considered ghosting, it was like, call the police. Cause if you're living with somebody and they disappear, like you can, you can call the police and say like, I think they're dead or something. Um, so I made it I really have definitely been there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I integrated like a lot of humor into it. Um, and I always do that. Like I, I try to keep it fun. Um, I think I did another one that people really liked where it was like ca casual on a spectrum with one end of the spectrum being one night stand and the very end of the spectrum being the most situationship of situationships, like everything, but the title. Um, so if someone tells you they want something casual, what's that version of casual? So one of your charts is why you shouldn't ask someone what they're looking for on a first date. Yes. Tell me more about that. Yeah, the idea, um, you see a lot of people on first dates or just maybe before that first date takes place on the app saying, hey, what are you looking for? And it's a loaded question. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will give you the same answer too. Um, I'm looking for a relationship with the right person, basically. And right. some person's version of that is I'm interviewing people to be my boyfriend, basically, um, to be my significant other. Um, and they say that because they don't want to feel boxed into somebody that they might not like. And then there's some people whose version of that is um, if the best person in the world comes along, like I don't want to like close the door for Mila Kunis or Margot Robbie if she shows up, but at the same time, I'm in no rush. And so everyone will give you the same answer. Um, so I think just asking that on a first date before anybody knows anybody, it, it can be a loaded question. I think um, there's a lot of other questions that show, not tell. Um, you know, just to add to what you're saying too, like someone could say, I'm looking for a serious relationship. And mm -hmm. I think people take that so personally, right? Cause I will have people ask me, um, on Wednesdays, you know, well, they said they're looking for a relationship, but they didn't want to go on a second date with me. And it's like, well, <laughs> that doesn't mean they're not looking for a serious relationship. They're not looking for a serious relationship with you. Yeah. You know, um, like the only way to get into a relationship is to date. Yeah. So Charlotte, as I mentioned before, like you're not necessarily a dating expert. You provide infotainment on yes. the dating spectrum based on what you're consuming as a person that might be on the end of dating TikTok. Yes. Um, so what do you think of, you know, like, do you, I don't know about your feed, like, I don't know about your algorithm, but my algorithm does not think I'm single. So I don't see a lot of dating things, Oh my! Gosh, but I know I'll, I'll see that. Like I'll see, you know, people send me videos and I'm like, I wonder, you know, so what is your algorithm? Like, like do you get a lot of single stuff? Oh my gosh. I, I get, so I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of dating and I, I think I, I get more of it now that I've been making content in this space and I tend to follow other people who are actively making content in it. Um, mm -hmm. I remember the first time I really was seeing it. I remember, I remember West Elm Caleb. Um, that so was tell us what West Elm, uh, some people might not know who West Elm Caleb is. They might think you're talking about just the, sh <laughs> they might think you're talking about like a, a new table by West Elm. So totally. what is West Elm Caleb? So, um, and I, I don't know how I picked up on it. I mean, I'm, I'm in Austin, um, and we were hearing about it here. It was a whole thing, um, big viral TikTok thing. Um, it was, 
this guy, I think he was in his mid twenties, um, in New York, um, was a designer for West Elm, um, corporate office. Yeah. Named Caleb, um, was on, was, you know, on Bumble. Um, there's a lot of people that are on TikTok that will, um, you know, do date, they, they tell, they talk about their personal dating life. Like mine's more objective, but there's some people, you know, I'm wearing this to the date. They come on and tell date story recaps and share nicknames of people that they went on dates with. Um, and one girl who did that was, you know, Hey, Oh, I'm so excited. This guy's tall. Um, he's works for West Elm or something talking about the date she was so excited for. And someone comments, you know, Oh, is it Caleb from West Elm, like West Elm Caleb. And all these girls realize like we've been matching with the same guy. And he, I think he said over promised and under delivered in a lot of ways, just, you know, saying he wanted something more serious than he did making playlists. Um, and and I do think I, I did believe like I didn't think he did anything wrong. Like I think people really just went for the throat with him um, because he was you know matching with a lot of girls. Um, he, he wasn't a he, you know very attractive guy, um, but kind of saying the same things and leading people to believe they were special. And you do see that with dating. Um, I don't think he you know did any. I don't think he went out of his way to be any like crazy dishonest, but just the like overblown you know, fascination with this just across TikTok was something where it was like, that was where I first really started to see like the dating stories. When the West Elm Caleb thing happened earlier this year, I was actually, I think I was talking to Jared Freed and um, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and, you know, what was interesting in hearing his perspective is one, I remember him just being like, I think we, both of us were just kind of like shocked by how much content like I don't see a lot of dating content because I've taught my algorithm to give me other things Mm -hmm. um you know I like to learn more about like art history and linguistic history and psychology history and all that stuff not not single content because I make single content I make dating content all day right and you know it was so overwhelming to see how much content was being made about this this man um and i remember my first thought was like i bet you he's tall because you know i think a lot of women excuse things when a guy is over a certain height and so like the red flags are just completely ignored but also you know his method of like i'll just copy and paste what works i don't think that's necessarily a bad method if it's been working for you i think I think that is a method. I'm not saying it's a great method, but I think there's a lot more men that are doing this method than not. And I think if you were Gen Z watching that play out, I could see where a lot of men might have deleted the apps for a couple of weeks because there is this fear of like, like even now, right? Um, on Facebook, there's like, I know there's at least 20, there might be a hundred groups called, are we dating the same guy slash the city that you live in? Yep. Those exist. Um, I I was on a a podcast. I didn't realize they'd, um, um, or for the Atlanta one, but, um, I was on a podcast with, um, two women who ran theirs for their city. So that was, that was interesting. Um, I know some men who have been on, um, the one for their own city, um, kind of just, you know, out of the blue where it was like, what did I do like someone they hadn't really made a date with those can be some interesting groups for sure um and then yeah you also see on tiktok um whether it's um you know kind of poking fun at like a, a specific guy and the weird things he's saying on a dating app um you see those and, or sometimes you see people swiping through like what's there was one kind of big trend where it was like what's the weirdest things people are saying on their voice prompts um, and those were funny just and i think some dudes like if you're going to be that funny, you, you, it's probably going to be shared with someone. Um, but mm-hmm. there were some where it was just, you know, the, the guy's picture, the guy's prompts, um, and it would be like sometimes for the littlest thing. So that always made me feel uneasy. I, I don't do that with my content at all. Um, and I also, I think that was one of the reasons I like to make the content that I make where it's like, let's get the dating content away from that. One of your favorite charts or two of your favorite charts. Yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of confusion right now about like what it means to be casual. Like so many questions that I receive are about like, well, I'm a, I have a friends with benefits situation. How do I turn that into something more? So tell me, do you have a chart for this? Oh, absolutely. I called this one right here, the casual spectrum. Um, I firmly believe that everyone's got a, def- a different definition of the term casual. I think the term casual is way more complicated than, you know, the term serious. I really think serious relationships are just, you know, when I becomes a we, um, mm-hmm. casual can mean a whole lot of different things. 
Um, so casual just as a whole, I think it exists more on a spectrum. It's not, I don't think it's progressing to a serious thing. Um, but I think as far as what your definition of casual is, it can vary from, you know, one end of the spectrum, you've got a one night stand. Um, maybe the intent isn't it for, isn't for it to be a one night stand. Um, but it's just more at their convenience, convenient moment for next time hasn't come up yet. That's the most casual version of casual. But on the you know other end of the spectrum, probably the least casual version of casual is you know the situationship, the most situationship of situationships, um, where it feels like a relationship. Only thing that that's missing is a title, um, and there's a whole bunch of other things that are kind of in between that. Um, you know, you got some versions where it's more of like hookups on island time. It happens when it happens. Um, you've got a version where it's you know you're hanging out in public. Um, I, I put that one as hangout pals. Um, hang out in public and private, some ways that resemble a real date, um, might be in a similar friend group. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of smack dab in the middle. Um, right. I have, you know, a version that's the boyfriend, girlfriend experience. Some people talk about that one a lot, um, where it's, you get the perks of a relationship without the responsibility and at your convenience. I say that one's a little different than a situationship because a situationship is a lot more consistent. Boyfriend, girlfriend experience is kind of like, when you go on the trip with you have someone you go on a weekend trip with, they live in another city and you act like boyfriend, girlfriend for a weekend and then go back to normal. Um, I just know that this here is like confusion highway, anxiety yeah. highway that we mistake for excitement. And I think it's really fascinating to see how you've charted it out. Well done. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and I think the way you make your casual situation serious, I think first off you have to not be afraid of the answer. Um, but you have to have a conversation around, you know, this has been fun, um, but I'm looking for this to be more serious and then not being afraid to walk away if they're not willing to give that to you. You mentioned before that, you know, the internet of content has a lot of dating influencers right now. And I know that I'm a part of that spectrum as well. Do you find what rises to the top as, you know, as you a viewer? Yeah. Um, well, I think. For, for me and just where I'm at in my life, I look for, for good advice um, as the goal of finding, um, you know, real relationships and clear communication. But do um, you I, find good advice? Like, is it being presented to you or are you getting like theories it, thrown your way? A lot of theories, a lot of what works with TikTok algorithms, the 15 seconder um, ones with a hook, you know, like, have you ever had this? Like, look at this crazy story. Like, here's this one weird idea that worked. So you see a lot of that people that know the algorithm. Um, I think a lot of other, I guess, quote unquote, bad advice um, comes from people that have a following. You have people that start as an influencer. Um, they live a life that's very different from the average person. Um, you know, and then people, their followers are curious about their personal lives, you know, ask them, you know, who are they dating? What's your experience? Then it turns into, you know, them getting asked for relationship advice. Then all of a sudden they're a dating relationships influencer. There are so many influencers like this. Like I'm constantly um, bombarded with like people asking me like, what do you think of this influencer's dating advice? And I'm like, I don't know where it comes from. Like I don't, so much of like what I do on my end is like I have mentors and I have like certifications <laughs> and I'm like, I can tell you where some of my, like I can tell you where all of my advice comes from. And then sometimes I'm bombarded with a lot of these questions that I, don't, I just don't know how to answer. But also, I'll tell you something, and maybe I don't know if you see it, but I feel like some dating advice that comes from this subset of influencers that I think you're talking about, there is this pretty privilege and wealth privilege that comes along with being a full-time influencer. Absolutely. And then the dating experiences are so different for those groups of people. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and I think that's part of it. Um, first I, I think, um, anyone that's, uh, you know, dating relationships first influencer second is who I trust. Like I've, I've followed, um, your content a while love like Logan Yuri. Um, mm, even if you think of amazing. like everyday people, um, yeah, the, how to not die alone, um, d director of yeah, relationships at, at hinge, um, like that type of influencer, um, the Jared and Jordana at you up where it was about the dating relationships first. Um, really those, those types of advice I've always had resonate with me. It's the, um, you know, people curious about the personal life and then, um, you know, then the, them becoming dating relationship influencers. So yeah, there's the privilege. It's, it's even just the little things like being on Raya or like having 
access to connections to these parties or events that the average person wouldn't have. Um, you know, people that are in their social circles that you know just don't ring true in everyday life um, for like the average person, or even just suggesting like you know just go on the date can can be such a drop on the bucket for some people versus other people. It's like what's a good low cost date or like you know trying to budget dating like that kind of thing. Um, you know, we're not living in a, a big city um, where they can just step outside. So I think there's that little bit of like out of like this is what worked for me the and I'm in my bubble. Yeah. And it's funny because the nuance is flipped, right? Like it would be previously the nuance would be the wealth bubble and the pretty bubble. And now it's like, no, no, I'm making this the norm and you are the nuance. But it's like, well, no, the, the more relatable one is the average. So like, I'll give you an example, right? Like I remember um, one influencer saying like she would never date someone who has roommates um, after a certain age, like I think in their late 20s. And I was like, girl, we are like tiptoeing towards a recession. <laughs> Um, or for, or some people would tell you that we are in a recession and we're in a housing crisis and it's really hard for a bunch of 29 year olds and 32 year olds to like live alone right now. It, it, you know, it, especially when incomes are not getting any higher and it's like, are we really judging people on this or the other thing? And I see this now as someone who like, um, who I take care of a, a sick parent. Right. And. Um, I now ha I have some clients who also take care of sick parents. That doesn't mean they live with their parents. They might have their own home in their home. There's an in-law apartment or a, or a bedroom where their parent has to live because their parent doesn't have anyone else. You know, I get it. I know it, it overcomplicates things, but that doesn't mean that they're immediate, not immediately like not dateable. Oh, totally. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of that like influencer dating advice doesn't account for that or they just, you know, it also just assumes the worst about people versus like, you know, if someone told me, I, I would probably wonder why, um, you know, if there would depend on the story, but it's kind of like, you know, yeah, you see that where it's like people, their you know, parents or parents are older, um, um, people get sick, like not just having these arbitrary rules um that are suggested i mean the truth is that like in the next generation the parents are older right like oh, yeah. like you know when when our group i don't know about your your age group but like let's say my mom right my parents when their parents had kids their grandparents were young they were in their like 50s so they had independent lives that were you know they could help help you with the kids they had their own separate apartment but you know, more and more people have had kids after the age of 35, which means that they're older. So by the time you're 35, your parent might need help or they might be alone and they need company. Like there's all these other things to think about. And it's funny. Um, I'm kind of reminded, you know, last year, uh, you could find this on YouTube, Charlotte, mm -hmm. but there is a debate with me and an another influencer who talks in the dating space. And we were at Brookfield Place and... Um, we, I, I didn't come in with like any combativeness or anything like that. Like I didn't, I thought we were just having a discussion and just kind of questions. And I just remember her kind of taking the stance of like, we're going to disagree on everything. And I'm like, there's enough people here to take anyone's advice. This is not a big deal. Like, you know, but I remember we fundamentally disagreed on the thank you text. So I don't know about you. I think I know, but I don't know about you. But for me personally, I believe that it's if you want to send a thank you text, if it releases some anxiety that you feel after a date, um, I think a thank you text feels really good. Like if you receive it, right? Like I think there's no there's no negative to come from a thank you text, right? You seem really sweet for sending the thank you text. He's going to think you're sweet, even if he doesn't want to see you again. It, it leaves a nice taste. Uh, and you know, every person's an opportunity, right? So maybe he's not a match, but hey, maybe a buddy meets you and he asks, oh, have you ever met Charlotte? Oh yeah, she's really sweet. Like, cause that's what stays. Yeah, no, to totally. And um, yeah, that, 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 that one's an odd hill to die on. And I think some of these too, it's um, the influencers looking to coin a thing or something that they can maybe like put on merch, like some of these like theories and the names. Um, but yeah, the thank you text one is such an odd hill to die on because it's just such a normal thing to do. And I also think, you know, in dating, it's already uncomfortable. Do what feels right. I think a lot of people feel rude to not send a thank you text. Um, and it just, it puts a pretty bow on things. It, um, it makes you feel polite. Um, I think most sane people when they receive a thank you text, don't read into it as like, she's obsessed with me. 
Um, no. and I think that was one of the reasons why it was suggested, like, don't send a, t a thank you text or you won't know if they actually like you. I mean, I think it's, it doesn't send the message of like, oh my gosh, she was so obsessed or if she sent a thank you text, it's just, it's an odd psychology. And I think there, that's a, ta I think a stance that comes from privilege. It's like, you don't send thank you texts. Like I grew up with like, if someone takes me to lunch, it's like, thank you. It's, and it's a, you know, thank you when they pay the check and a handwritten thank you card. My mom would like drive me to someone's house to deliver that because that's such a treat. Like, Oh my God. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so where can people find you and see more of your charts? Yeah. Um, I'm biggest, I'm, I'm big on TikTok. Um, there's that it's well at welcome to the peasant party had an ex-boyfriend who used to jokingly call me a peasant cause I like to look for good deals and happy hours and stuff. And it was a TikTok name that just stuck once I started making charts and I've, I've kept it because it's become something people have known. Um, I do have an Instagram account that I put the reels of it on. It's not as, it's not as big. It's just more of so people can find them if they're not on mm -hmm. TikTok. And there is a medium account linked to the TikTok account where people can see like I've done some long form writing of what all these things mean. Um, I do hope to grow. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, as I, as I continue to grow content, I've got more of a reason to expand and, um, put more effort and time behind what I've been doing. Um, cause I've really enjoyed it and it means a lot that it's been able to help people and people get entertainment out of it. You know, Charlotte, I really love what you're doing and I, I can't wait to see you come up with more charts and not even just in dating. I think there's a lot of room for charts in like everyday living, you know, like, you know, should you like, I was thinking about today, like if, if Charlotte made a chart for me, I'd ask her to show me like, what does it look like if I bought a house uh, a year ago versus like next year, like what the projections are, because our purchasing power just keeps lowering with these interest rates. Oh, this is neither, neither here nor there. Um, Charlotte, it was so nice meeting you and um, I'm wishing you all the success in the world with your charts and uh, all the information that you share with people. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to, to be a part of um, be a part of your podcast tonight. This is awesome. And thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. If you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. That's where I post a link and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.